Oh, cool. Make sure you, you break down at least twice just to give them the full. No, 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 no. Don't, 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 don't be saying that now. Come on. Come on, because you know what's going to happen if I do. I'm coming finding you. Give okay. me the first time find. Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, you are about to experience greatness. Welcome. That's exactly you ever it. see my tattoo, dude? It says profile for life. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, those, those guys i remember remember the guys who and i'll leave the names out but the guys who specifically went and got branded tattoos whether they were an employee at the time or you know what i mean and it was i was always looking going dude this is bmx like you, you, <clears throat> you can't do that because if you switch sponsors or you know whatever like that's a big deal i saw a dude came up to the window with the aba logo on his shoulder, the old like flag USA BMX logo, oh. and then the current USA BMX <clears throat> logo. Like so all three. He so he was the timeline. Oh yeah, like <clears throat> that loyalty, dude. That that is like in NASCAR, maybe a little bit in Moto, but I mean, does any other? Well, what am I talking about? There's like Raiders fans out there who just die hard tattoos all over their body, like huh? like. Like music bands, like bands, people have those a lot. Justin, do you have any more tribal tattoos? No tribal ones. Some pretty dumb ones, though. Yeah. Some ones from college that I probably shouldn't have put on my body, but it's all right. They're under socks. So. Dude, uh, I don't know if you could see it. Can you see how well this one's sort of going away now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, knuckle tats going away. Yeah, it's slowly. The skull and the, and the bad choice. It looks, it looks like you have, like charcoal on your knuckles from like a bonfire or something that well that's what that's what the the girlfriend said she goes at this point it just looks like you're working on a bicycle or something there's oil on your hands and i'm like oh well shoot you know i haven't done that in 20 years tom i know what what oil wait what no i uh yeah i have one more session not one more i have another session tomorrow and then um i'm gonna see after that like how many more i need but i'm saying three more maybe Wow. Bad choices, Justin. Bad choices. Well, always been eyeing up a nice chest chest plate, you know, chest plater. Oh, yeah. I know. Well, Be really well, original, get the eagle wings. Yeah. It's, I thought mine says, don't, mine says, don't stop believing. God. Okay, Steve Perry. No. <laughs> it um, doesn't. Well, remember how, like, when we all started, we were all there at the first freestyle event, you know, the, the COVID, the COVID games. And you yeah. know, whatever, da da da. And remember, we were all sort of talking like, wow, everyone's so appreciative, and da da da. And then we were, remember, we were the kind of the common theme, we were laughing like, at some point, the honeymoon's going to get over. The honeymoon's going to wear off. Yeah, yeah, you know, well, it absolutely wore off at this last <laughs> one, dude. It was like, you know, uh, parents are rushing me up, and I'm like, you know, did you see what my son did? How did he get sixth? And Da da da, and then like you know that I'd been kind of preaching the message like, hey, to be considered for an award at the end of the year or a ranking, you have to be a member because of ins you know insurance and and you know and we're trying to slow roll this whole thing out, dude. And then well, I never knew that. I'm like, okay, so like the four emails you replied to throughout the year right here was no indication that you didn't know anything about that. And then you hate my son and you underscored him and my son's never in any of the magazines. And I'm like, wow, dude, like, holy moly, holy moly. Yeah. 
Sounds like the honeymoon's over. Yeah. So I was just like, holy man, that's just Have crazy. Fun with that, yeah, it's a it's such a weird, I don't say weird. Um, maybe that's not the right word. It's so it's so different than racing because it's you know, racing, there's a start and a finish versus yeah. freestyle. It's yeah. it's more subjective and it's judged and we have great great judges i mean they got all the street head in the world you know so it's just hard like you said it's it's subjective right it's like one you know one guy there was a particular a particular rider <clears> and i won't i'll, I'll leave um i'll leave him or her out of it and he uh and and they're like you know how how, how do i get six that's ridiculous and i i don't watch for a reason like you know some of it i'll watch you know if it's exciting but there's other things i'm like I don't even want to have an opinion on this because it's better if I just turn my back and then let the judges <clears> do their jobs or yeah. whatever like that, you know? And, um, <clears throat> cause I get like an emotionally invested in some, in, in some, cause you, you know, the story and you want them to do well, or they overcame an injury yeah. or what, or, you know, they're, you know, not financially well off as that other kid. So you, you know, whatever anyway. So I didn't, so I didn't know. And so I asked the judges and they're like, yo, this, this person literally did not complete a run. You know, this person did two tricks in the first run and three tricks in the second run. And right. that was it. And they showed me and I was like, oh, and that's the reason why I don't look. I don't pay attention. Right. Because I was like, there's no way. And this person podiumed almost all the time. Right. So the person was so used to podium that they sort of put themselves up there, I think, is what I'm sort of saying, I guess. Super yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Super interesting. Well, you know, along those lines, too, you know, some, you know, I. I watch, you know, I don't necessarily have a vested interest, but it's interesting to see the different styles and the different runs and, you know, some stuff I watch and I'm like, wow, that was amazing. You know? And then, you know, from my own mind, I'm like, wow, that's crazy. You know? You know, I don't know all the technical scorings of tricks and all that. And, um, you know, from my own knowledge, I've asked some of the judges, you know, why did, you know, this kid get, or why did this rider get scored over that rider? You know, and I'm like, you know, when I was watching it, it looked like amazing. And they're like, yeah, but he, he didn't use all the course, you know, he was like, kind of like a two trick pony. You know, he went back and forth and over here, right. but there, there's a whole course and, you know, they didn't, they didn't utilize the course. So they're like, you know, that's a, you know, that's a, you, you don't get scored as high because you didn't, you didn't use all the course. I was like, huh. Okay good to know <laughs> so yeah that's but well, it's uh yeah it, it's like it's like it's like anything it's it's a uh, hard and i'm sure the families that watch are very very vested in their rider and you know i don't want to say they're seeing what they want to see or yeah. you know but they're like you know that was amazing you know like yeah it was it was but these other ones were a little you know, you more amazing take, some you got to take kind of yourself out of it and just just watch and let let the judges do what they do that's 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 kind of always my go-to too and they're like da, 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 da. And i'm like listen there's a reason why i'm not a judge i said if you if it was i said ryan nyquist would win every contest known to mankind but you you know what i mean like i can't be a judge like i'm the wrong guy you, you, <laughs> everyone right? gets if, a 10 everyone yeah, gets no a 10. seriously like you know if, if justin goes out to the 15 <laughs> to 30 combo you know, he'd win because I'd be like, I know he's he's trying extra hard and it's harder for him to do that than you. You know, I mean, I'm that guy. Right. And I'm just like, so, he's 52 years old. I know, and he's in the 15 <laughs> to 30. He won't move up. <laughs> he won't move up. He keeps going down. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. We know you're not 52. 
Or just being funny. So, hey, do you want to text your buddy and let him know um, if he needs any help? Because he was like, should I you want to just do it on my phone? Or I'm like, no, you can do it on your phone or your computer. It's just the original Zoom link. I love Gus, too. He's an amazing, he's an amazing yeah. human being. Yeah, I, all, I see him once a year at the Grands, and it's like every other year when I go or whatever, you know. This will be the first time I've gone like two years in a row in a hundred years. <clears throat> and um, and every time he's like, how are you? Like, he's just one of the greatest dudes who remembers your name. He's not too cool, you know, he remembers your name and all that sort of stuff. He's a good guy. Do you know him very well? Justin, just just from the Nationals. I mean, the past three years, I've gotten to know him a little bit. I honestly, I, before this, I was trying to figure out how to say his last name because I've always just called him Gus or Profile Gus. Yeah, that's yeah. Never once said his last name. Should Lane's we let him? Let, I mean, that's I, dude. Yeah. I, it's kind of funny because well, it's not funny at all. It's actually him. a really cool name, but we can ask him how to say it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the first question. Can I can I have that question? That'll be my only question. Gus, hi. We've designed a bunch of questions to uh but what's your last name? How do you say it? Just profile TM, got profile Gus. Modern there technology at its finest, sir. Got it. We 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 said you're you're welding up some cranks or you're rebuilding free hub bodies, or I don't know what you were doing. Uh, well, I wasn't welding. <laughs> building team uh, bikes yeah <laughs> no nah, that gets done at grand so you know i mean it was just just doing our thing here yeah hey yeah. so I get, I get to ask the first question if you don't mind okay. uh, for, first sure. off great to see you again and for uh yeah, and too, for man. anyone that doesn't know this is gus from profile and gus's last name is correctly pronounced lanzalala I was I was close. You I was were close. Yeah, after all these years. That, that's and, it, and 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 what flavor is that? Uh, Italian. Okay, I sort of figured as come much, on, but come on, tell me. Come well, on. No, dude, so I, believe positive. it or not, my believe it or not, yeah. my name is Spanish and I'm Mexican. If you can, oh shit. So, oh, dude, sorry. I I no no I, <laughs> I grew up I grew up uh, until I was 27 thinking I was Italian. My parents lied to me. That's a whole different story. And we'll need right. to bring my therapist in on that podcast. But for right now, <laughs> yeah, that's a funny. Uh, so I'm not nearly as cool as you, FYI. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Oh, were you born in America and everything? I was. I was born in South Philly. Oh, South wow. Philadelphia. No way. What, yeah. what, what brought you down to uh, Florida? Uh, you know, grandparents moved here. They all retired. And then, you know, somebody needs to take care of them. So my mother was the chosen one. Oh. And uh, we moved to Florida in 1980. Thanksgiving Day, we got here. In 1980. No way. Oh, wow. That is it. So, and, and I'm not, I don't know if I'm proud of this or not, but we're just going to leave that part of the side. But having grown up in Southern California, 1980 versus now, it's a completely different state. You know what I mean? I sort of feel like maybe Florida almost kept its roots a little more or no, is it completely different? Like it's just overbuilt and, you know, Oh, well, yeah, I mean, it's definitely overbuilt and it's a younger crowd for sure. Oh, you know, it's definitely a younger crowd. You know, back when, you know, when we first moved here, it was just all retirees for the most part. You know, we lived in a little town just south of here called Gulfport. And, uh, you know, it was it was just full of retired people. You know, I think I was the youngest person around for 20 years. Mm. And, uh, you know, then it's, you know, it, it all started evolving, you know, into a younger generation 
and um, you know more industry obviously came in a lot of bigger companies you know taxes were cheaper here cost of living was totally way cheaper here so you know it's definitely changed yeah for sure that's right up justin's alley he loves all those things that you just said yeah yeah, yeah definitely i understood those <laughs> words <laughs> yeah yeah so you know for me retirement's going to be down in the key west or donnell in florida sounds like someone's bragging to me but keep going <laughs> <laughs> well I keep saying i only got four more years left but you know. was that was that four years ago and then four years before that <laughs> no it was uh, up until last year and then i had to add another another year to it so we'll see we'll see so technically i got five now all right it's crazy kids kids you know no kids do it to you. They, they say have, have kids they said it will be fun yeah, they said it'll be fun yeah. yeah justin remember this remember this justin yeah. all right uh, i'm gonna look to shannon as a, as a guy exactly all right, Justin, I think you have a I think you have a list for us, don't you? We're going to let Justin direct this one because he's by far the most informative when it comes to both race and freestyle and profile. Although Shannon is claiming uh, what is he? He's claiming, you know, Gus's best friend slash former Florida native slash <laughs> something like Shannon just had to be a part of this. Yeah, you freaked I said, out. I said I, said, I said I was profile for life, man. That's what it was. Oh, and, and Gus, thank you so much for bringing you on and 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 you know and and agreeing to come on and giving everyone free profile for life just because of this one thing. We really appreciate that. Justin's super stoked. Yeah, it's not a problem. Yeah, man, free profile for life. If I owned it, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't take Gus racing on the outside of the building, fellas. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> It might as well. It might as well. Uh, good stuff, though, man. We have a lot of fun here, for sure. Justin, so how long have you been uh, with Profile? So I've been employed here. I left my real job 14 years ago and been running a team five, six years prior to that. So what's that give me? Um, 22 20, years or something? Yeah. yeah. 20? So yeah, solid. 14, yeah. Wow. So it's been been a long time. I've known I've known Jim and, and uh, his family since I was a little kid, though. You know, since the '80s, anyway. You know, they don't live far from where I grew up, and I found the track probably about two months after I moved to Florida, and it was just, um, you know, it's kind of everybody went to the same school, you know, and if not, then you know we all every somehow or another we all hung out, got to. You know, I think a lot of it had to do with BMX, but, you know, they all went to Seminole High School. I went to a Bogusiega High School in Gulfport. And, but, you know, track brings people close, you know, so. Agreed. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're obviously profiles based in Florida. A um, bunch of other brands and riders, racers, everyone's in, in Florida nowadays, it seems. Um, is that, yeah. you know, from people that are in the Midwest or the West Coast, they think, BMX is where they are, but what kind of made um, Florida special back in the day to, to now in your eyes? Well, you know, back when, uh, you know, growing up racing in Florida, MPSA, you know, obviously it was MBL territory. Um, you know, it was just, um, you could ride all year round. So, you know, I mean, our state races, you know, people found it to be exciting and something different back then. 
you know, especially when it, you know, when I started <clears> racing, it was like super cool. Like every, all your friends were riding their bikes and, um, you know, of course the movie rad came out and, you, you know, people had to find the track and next thing you know, our state series is just blowing up, you know, it's completely ridiculous. I raced at a, a local track here in St. Petersburg, um, years ago. And, um, you know, when the guys came up from Sarasota, you know, like Ronnie Walker and, you know, you know, those guys, uh, you know, you get, you, you, you know, you were totally intimidated, you know, cause were that, those that the was Eagle good. snacks. Was that the Eagle snacks team back then? Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Bernard Gant went to, went to school with Bernard and his brother and, you know, oh, did you totally, really? BJ? Yeah. I didn't, I, yeah. I didn't know that. that that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. BJ went to elementary school together, man. And, uh, that's uh, funny. I, think we, I think we met in like, um, I don't know, fifth grade. And wow. Lester, you know, his cousin Lester and, and uh, you know, so a bunch of us, we all knew each other and, you know, but the, he was racing with Eagle Snacks. So he didn't really spend too much time at the St. Pete track. He would always go down to Sarasota, race with Owens and, you know, Termite and, and all those yeah. guys. And um, but when the, when they came up to St. Pete track on a local race night on a Saturday night, you know, we were always like super intimidated. You know, the Eagle Snacks guys are here, you know, and then, of course, uh, you know, Kirk and Bert and Scott Morrison, you know, mm-hmm. I grew up with those guys and man, oh, sorry. We, we, uh, man, the Morrisons, we go way, way back. I think Kirk and I were like 10 and uh, Peggy would take me to the races and, you know, just everybody was, you know, that's how we, I think that's how BMX is, you know I mean? As oh. now as an adult, you know, you, you look around and you, you remember all these guys from your childhood, you know, and a lot of us have been, um, fortunate enough to, you know, be in the industry. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a cool thing. BMX is one of the greatest sports on the planet. And that's, people argue with me about that all the time. But that's cool. You know, I know what it did for my kids. So yeah. that's why I say it, you know. How old are well, you your kids? Got experience with it. Yeah. Uh, I got a 26 years old. My son's 26 and my daughter's 22. Oh, wow. And they, yeah. Okay. And I didn't. I didn't race for a long time, you know, until Garrett was uh, shoot five. We found, mm-hmm. you know, we refound the BMX track in St. Pete. So, you know, and as a young adult, life takes you away from a lot of things, and and then wham, bam, you know, you're back in it. So, that's yeah, awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, uh, if you don't mind me asking a question, you, you spoke of like BMX and the Morrisons and you know the JNR family in and how you kind of went to tracks together and things like that. Do you, from your perspective, does that sort of, um, I don't know the word I'm, I'm trying to find, but is, does, does that love and does that unity still exist? Do you feel in, in today's BMX or do you? Uh, yeah, definitely. Tony, definitely. I think, you know, just from my experience as a, as a dad, you know, with two kids racing BMX, I think my kids, um, you know, made some really, really close friends at uh you know the st pete track and you know we would take them racing with us and you know they would take you know my kids when i wasn't available to go prior to working at profile and um you know so i think it does still really play that big part of it you know um i can tell you you know like um drake velador's dad you know and tim holzer um you know they're always having like somebody like drew pole come in you know and they're hanging out and they're they're going to races together you know, uh, so it's still very much alive, I believe. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think this is like one of the only sports where 
you know, the parents are like, cool. Yeah, you guys can go. You know, they're not worried about their kid. You know, they're not worried about something happening to their kid because, you know, they they, they know BMX and they know how the parents are. You yeah. know, we're always going to be a parent to somebody's kid, whether or not, you know, your kid's still involved or not. You know, like I got four four kids plus John on my team, you know, and they're my kids. man. You know? So, you know, I take care of them just like they're my own, even including John. Yeah. So, you know, he's a John's big kid. The- John's good to have around when the old uh, rig has a little trouble. You can get him in there and like wrenching on it and stuff too. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You seen that firsthand, so that was cool. Yeah, I'm an electrical guy, so I'm not a mechanic, dude. So um, I just kind of back away from that part. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So he can fix the the alternator in Oldsmar, and I pulled the radio out of the dash on the way to Peachtree City and put a new one in. While he was driving, you know, that kind of stuff it works out good. We're a good, pretty good team. While while he was driving, did you get that? <laughs> yeah, while he was driving. Yeah. yeah. We didn't have any radio, so we just stopped and bought a cheap radio and pulled it out and put a new one in. Kept it, we were driving. That was cool. The stories. Those stories yeah. are the ones that I think we could probably – we need to probably create a book, you know, at some point, like, and then give each brand a chapter – you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's like, cool. you know, pro- profile cool and, you know, an S and whoever can do it and then just put and just read those stories. We need to sort of document them somehow in oh, a huge man. coffee yeah, table book. You do on the road. Yeah, it's pretty crazy that we've done. Yeah, for and, sure. And, and that's just the stuff we're allowed to print, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of, some of it we don't yeah. want documented. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> that's good. Hey, if I could, um, you, you sort of, brought up on one, but I'm going to save this to the end because you already touched on it. But if there's one part that you felt was just so instrumental in moving the needle from profile, um, you know, whether it be freestyle or, or BMX race, I mean, I could, you know, I could probably name a hundred of them to, to be honest, but I'm trying not to kiss your ass too much in this podcast, but you, you know what, if, if you Gus had, you know, you, you had to name one part that profile made that really changed the industry or moved the needle or, or something. What, what, what is that one profile part? So, you know, I think early on, you know, it was definitely the cranks, you know, Mm. I mean, that, that was a, a big hit to, to racing when Jim came out with those 48 spline that nobody could ever strip, you know, um, you know, and then fast forward to the future, you know, um, at the time, you know, Chris King, which is an awesome brand, mm-hmm. uh, they were kicking our butt, you know, in the hub market, you know, with the 73 points of engagement. And then um, for us, you know, when we introduced the Elite at 204, I think that really changed a lot for us, um, you know, in today's market, you know, or the, you know, the, the, the recent, the most recent market part of, uh, you know, building product for us, for sure. You know, I mean, there's a lot of great brands out there still. Um, you know, we, um, we, you know, my, our biggest competitor is Jim over at Onyx. Super nice guy. They make a great product, you know, but everybody, and I look at it like this, guys. And, and this, if anybody, if you ever talk to anybody that's, that's asked me the same question, they get the same answer. And it's when we're sitting at Grants, Pro Spectacular Night, we're in the, we're in the stands with everybody else, you know, and I look around and these, this, this is, the serious BMXer. These are the people that we're all trying to sell to. 
So if you if you take the share, the market share, and you split it into a pie, there's enough pie to give everyone their 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 due. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's just a matter of how hard do you want to work for a bigger piece. So, you know, I mean, we 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 try to work as hard as we can, you know, to maintain and grow our piece of the pie for sure. You know, but everybody has a great product that's in BMX. That's that's well that's well said. I think, and it's kind of weird when you go from silent to maybe generational I, I don't know if that's yeah. true or not Justin yeah. you're the you're the youngest one you know on here I almost ask you this question for me like the, the sound of profile lead hub is like the sound of all sounds right it's just loud it's awesome it's super in so that to me is like the the pinnacle of a rear hub and you hear it from a mile away it's got its own little pitch and you're like oh dude like this guy you know he cares about his bike and or she sorry and you know whatever and then you have the 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 quiet ones and i get it dude i I, i'm not i know they're really good i've ridden one and and all that i get it but to me i just it doesn't work for my ears because there's this buzz where i have to hear like you almost pitch your speed sometimes by the sound of the rear hub and things like that so you as as the you know 13 year old you know staff member we have justin what 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 are you look well except for the beard <laughs> what you, you know do you, do you have an opinion on that like what i mean not better or worse but am i right in saying it could be generational or no i mean i i grew up with with profile i mean in part that was because of my dad i mean he was get you know whether it's dk or profile i think we usually went towards profile hubs um but again i grew up with it and i have a battle in my house right now because my wife kate is all, all on it she's from minnesota she's grown up with it so it's i think it's just what you've grown up with and and what you're around but again i mean i run through the um the hq here and little kids are like why is your bike so loud is something like what's wrong i'm like no these are the hubs they're supposed to sound like this like that's that's what a bike sounds like, <laughs> like this is normal yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i'm giving you a warning that i'm behind you that's yeah. what, like when I'm going behind the stage, so it's no, yeah, like I can't but, hear you. My my hub's too loud. I can't hear you. I know exactly. That's awesome. <laughs> it just sounds so. Have cool. you guys, have you guys heard of the one that uh, you know? I'm switching, you know, uh, from profile to the silent hub because you know people can hear me sneaking up on them. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like come on, dude. You're, I, yeah, the only thing I hear on the track is my heart beating. That's it. <laughs> that, that's yeah. it. Or the or your ears pounding. Yeah. The yeah. The yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. There's, there's nobody sneaking up on anybody. No. Exactly. <laughs> I totally. From the from the outside looking in, obviously, as Gus said, the cranks. I would, I I I would add your cassette hub to that too because. Yeah. You know, Shimano made those ones early, early on, like in the '80s, and there was a few brands that never really caught on. You guys came out, you know, tried and true. You know, double A's were running them, and it kind of changed a lot of things in the hub industry. Everyone went away from free wheels and things of that nature. So, I, I, I mean, I, I would almost add that as you guys bringing that back into like the norm, or, or you know, the you know the hub that everybody was targeting to be better than you know yeah for sure for sure yeah there's a lot there's a lot of a lot of good product coming out you know in the early mid 80s for sure yeah yeah i think i think think it's interesting when 
um, th there was a point where a lot of the double A pros were spinning their free wheels off of their, and I don't know if it was a bad batch of alloy on the hubs or what, not, not profile. I'm talking about like, you know, yeah. company sponsored people. And then it, it's, it says something when these guys are going out and buying the profile rear cassette hubs. So they're running their company's hubs in the front or whatever like that. And then I even saw like, there's some people putting duct tape, putting uh, electrical tape yeah. around the center of the hub just to do whatever they can. J just because they, you know, like there's one guy I know not to throw names. He, he broke his wrist out of the gate. He spun a hub off, or spun a free will off the hub, went straight to his hands and, you know, br broke his wrist or whatever. And he's like, that's it. You know, he was just yeah. super upset. He went out and bought, legitimately bought, this was in Southern California, bought from um, uh, Ruben. Help me. Bike Alley. Bike Alley. Yeah. Bike Alley. Bike Alley. You know, bought, a, bought a rear profile hub from Ruben. So just, I don't even care. So they're like taping it up and trying to make it look not like a profile just so he didn't have to yeah. worry about it anymore. But you saw that a lot, I think, in the early days when, and that's, I think that sort of is almost a testament. Like, yeah, we, you know, we don't, when, when, you know, when you don't have to give the product away, you know, and this even goes to, and I'm not, you know, <laughs> yeah. trying to go too far, but, you know, I remember uh, there was a story where, you know, Dave Mira, when, when, when I worked with him in the Haro days, he, he didn't want to call profile and ask for free stuff. He wasn't, you know, t I think towards the end he did. Right. But, but in the beginning, and yeah. he did a full on order with Dan's comp and he did this big, and they called him and they're like, Hey, is this really like Dave Mirror? And this was the peak of Dave Mirror, right? And when he started lightening up his bikes and all that sort of stuff. And that was the product he went to. And he paid full retail at Dan's Comp. And they didn't understand. They're like, can't you just call them and figure out, no, I want you to build my wheels and I want these hubs with this tie and blah, blah. And that was it. And that's yeah. sort of like, oh man, that's kind of a, kind of a big Yeah, I'll tell you, we are pretty fortunate because a lot of it, a lot of that does happen and it happens still, you know. Um, I mean, I, I had run-ins with Sam, and uh, you know, he, he Maris Stromberg, you know, they would place orders online, and I'd see them, and I, you know, immediately call them like, "What the hell are you guys doing? Why don't you just call me?" You know, like like I knew Sam was using like cranks for training, um, you know, because you know he was under contract with Shimano, so I, I totally get that. And he's like, "No, no, no, you know, I, I you know, I, I want to buy them because I can't race them, so you know, I'm not going to ask for them." And I said, "Well, you know, I appreciate that." But don't do that again. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll just, just let me take care of it. You know, yeah, same thing with Strombergs. He would only run our stem and he would, he was buying two at a time online. And I'm like, Strombergs, I've known you since you were 12, man, coming over to the States. Why are you buying it? You know, just, just ask me, I'll take care of it for you. But, you know, I mean, it's, and, and I, and I, I really look at it, you know, the respectful side of that, you know, which is really cool too. You know, they, um, you know, not everybody has their hand out, which is really cool. So that's awesome. yeah, it goes a long way. It goes a long way. And that's, you know, part of, you know, calling them up and giving them grief and, you know, maybe wanting to send them stuff instead of them buying it. But, um, you know, but those are big powerhouse man players, you know, it's time. So um, going back to that hub issue, you know, where they were covering it up. Uh, we went through that with Bob DeWilda, Afro Bob. Yeah, because uh, yeah, he, yeah. he was running Shimano hubs, and if he's listening, he's probably gonna hate me for this. But oh well. Um, yeah, he would always he he he'll always run the Elite hub in the rear, and the Shimano one up front. Yeah, that's so, funny. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's cool, good stuff. It's so funny, just the, even the cover up, you know, <clears throat> just spray yeah. painting, like whatever it took to do it. I'm like, 
dude, it sounds the way it sounds. Like you're not gonna, you're, you're not covering that up, you know, but I guess confidence yeah. is everything, right? Yeah, Shimano didn't one. make one rear wheel that sounds like a profile. It's, right. Exactly. No, it's no. So that's why he always wanted, he always wanted polished, you know, because any other color, he, it doesn't leave here without the logo on it. But, you know, on the polished one, he could, he could polish the logo off. You know, I get it. You know, I mean, these guys are trying to make money. You know, they're, they're getting paid to do what they're doing. So, yeah. you know, I always totally, totally get it. You know, that's amazing. We never, we never get upset. That's awesome. Hey, do you guys have a, uh, an archive or like uh, of everything you've made? I'd be and sorry for not never having been to your to your the facility vault. there. But the yeah, is, is, do, do, you, do you have a vault that's yeah. just got yeah, everything? The <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we, we usually we I mean, obviously, we keep one the first one of everything that we've done. And, um, you know, Jim keeps that locked away. And uh, we have uh, we did it. We did a series called From the Dungeon. It's on it's on our YouTube channel. So it's a it's a whole series of different products that we've done, you know, over the years. And um, it's, it's kind of cool to see because all those all the all the parts that you'll see are, are like uh, number ones. Oh, wow. um, you know, we go through the old shop down the street and, um, you know, it, it's a time capsule. It's you know, we moved to this shop in 2005 and whatever was left in that building, it was left just the way it was. So there's, you know, uh, a workstation for a welder that still has all the fixtures and the welder and the, the bench. And it just, you know, we picked up and came here. So, that, yeah, it was pretty wild. But, yeah, we have a lot of that stuff. And you guys still own that building or something down there? Or did yeah, I not? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we still own the property and the building on it. Yep. That is, that is insane. So wow. it's pretty wild. We're going to do, we're going to try to do another From the Dungeon series. And go into, um, you know, what we call the real dungeon, which is the upstairs part of the um, the old shop, and let let people see what's actually up there. Because I think, you know, if you're a BMXer, especially an old school, mid school guy, it would totally blow their mind, you know, to to see what we actually, you know, keep and what we've yeah. done with it, see what it looks like now and where it's at, and you know, so that'd be fun. That's, there's, that's... there's a lot of oldies. That's cool. Yeah, that's that's amazing. That that sort of stuff, I I just geek out. I mean, even in our little Hall of Fame thing, you know, just walking through. Yeah. Every time I go to Tulsa, <laughs> I just kind of do my little geek session for an hour and walk around by myself. You know, so yeah, I can only imagine going to like your. I'd be like, all right, guys, I'll see you in four or five hours. I'm just gonna sit here and touch cranks. <laughs> you know, browse around, be a creeper. Yeah. yeah, be a profile yeah. creeper. <laughs> Did everyone catch that undersell from Tony? That the little Hall of Fame that we have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just pretty big, Tony. It's a little, it's a little something. It's a little something, you know, that the company whipped up on a, on a on a cold on a cold winter evening last year, right? Yeah, you know, right. we got bored on a weekend, put it together. Yeah, just put it together, yeah. just built it. That's for sure. <laughs> Anything? Um, any top secret that you can? Uh, tell us about or i mean you wouldn't tell us anyway but you wanted to lie to us no i mean as far as um anything crazy coming out i mean we 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 were working on a few different a couple different things and um you know nothing's top secret but um nothing's really like um super wow um i think we just we, we answered to what the public is is really wanting 
you know, um, like on the race side, um, these, the younger kids are actually are bigger now than when they were, you know, when we were little, you know, everybody was a little tiny at 14, you know, now the 14s are like, you know, six foot tall and they got to run a pro double XL, you know? So, you know, we, we've, we've made a different stem, you know, to kind of fit that, that genre, that criteria, you know, um, okay. made a 36 millimeter acoustic stem with a, you know, uh, inch and a steer tube on it. Um, and we actually, um, finally got through and we were, had some time to make a brake adapter for the elite BMX hub. But we re, what we did was we actually just took the AC2 brake adapter and we, um, uh, retrofitted it for the elite hub. So that would, mm. that would be a big help, I think, to a lot of people that run the elite BMX disc. Um, you know, because years of not having that, you know, you have to find just the right one that works with that frame. And, you know, sometimes it's hard, you know. And I think nowadays that the frames are, most of everybody's running disc. Some of the frame manufacturers probably need to start thinking about, um, you know, putting the disc, you know, caliper mount on the frame itself. You know, they'll totally alleviate some of the some of the issues I think people have with disc brakes. Which Right. You know, Maybe you when know. some of these guys, you know, run through their, their inventory. Yeah. <laughs> they can you know, re reorder correctly, you know? Yeah. So so a couple things I've learned with, you know, obviously doing setup and, you know, talking with Gus or John when they first get there and you know, kind of what I've learned over the years, if they've got any kind of new big guy stuff without saying anything, you can just kind of check out John Pringle's bike and see what he's got on there that maybe you haven't seen before. And you're like, hey, what, what do we got going on here? Yeah, you know? yeah, we use John a lot. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. I've seen John run some stuff. Like, uh, I remember he had the Elite Cranks. They were kind of like that charcoal color and he had yeah. some of the hubs. And I was like, those are different. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then yeah. uh, I'm, I'm sure you test some stuff with Rowdy too a lot. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, I think, uh, you know, our group mm -hmm. of riders right now, you know, we, I mean, I, uh, I've got to be the most blessed team manager in the world, to be honest with you. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. it's to have a, to have a really cool team that I have is uh, pretty amazing. You know, everybody yeah. just loves to race their bike and, you know, they, they believe in profile. So, I mean, it just makes my job a lot easier, you know, going yeah. to the races and, you know, all these guys want to do is just race, you know, they just want to go racing. So we just afford them to go racing. Just go do it and have fun. Imagine that yeah. guys appreciation versus expectation. That's odd. Yeah. What yeah. Is that? You know, I think, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a whole different subject, right? So yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a whole other you don't have enough time for that today. So <laughs> no, so <laughs> So yeah. another question I think some people may have out there is, you know, I've, I've been to profile a few times, both the old building and your new one, like, right. Uh, much like here, people come here and they're like, wow, I thought, I thought more people would work here or it would be bigger. And then some people are like, Oh, it's, it's, you know, it's bigger than I thought. I thought it would be smaller. And so like how many people work at profile, you know, like, you know, on, so on a on a daily we have um, five, twelve, about fifteen people. Okay. And then wow. um, scooter. And then we have scooter. It works part time. Yeah. Uh, you know, retired somewhat, if you will. But he comes <laughs> in when he wants to. 
and and work when he when he wants to come work. So, you know, so on a daily we have about fifteen people. Okay. Yeah. So and everybody's Jim hands on here, you know, and that and that includes Jim Alley. You know, I mean, yep. like the guy is seventy seven years old and he works circles around every single one of us. You know, <laughs> that he, makes me tired just you saying that. He just does, you know. I mean, he he don't stop. You know, he comes in a half hour later than everyone else. You know, and um, you know he leaves. Obviously, he leaves later than we all do. So, but he's always on the go. That guy, always. And uh, so he still plays a huge, huge part in our daily here. You know, he's yeah. not micromanaging yeah. anyone. He's not looking over your shoulder. He's got his own stuff to do. He ain't worried about you. Just get your job done, and it's cool. You know, because yeah. I got my own stuff to do. So. Yeah, That's so amazing. We, we crank it out. Yeah. Hey, I, I don't know. So we're we're almost at 30 minutes here. And, and what we try and do is start tapering down around 30 minutes just because I, you know, um, Justin starts falling asleep and, you know, and, right. and old man Shannon, it's almost his nap time. But for me, the vibrant <laughs> young man I am, I'm, I'm always raring to go. But are you, I, I don't know if it's still, because I know there's a history of drag racing with profile. Yeah. And so are you guys in any other industry? Like I know BMX freestyle and yet mountain bike, you know, occasionally are you in any, anything else that people wouldn't know about as well? Yeah, we still, um, we, you know, me and the other guys here, uh, we're, we're really the profile bicycle part of it. Jim, Jim is the, the NASCAR, um, steering gear guy. You know, he does them all. He does all the steering gear still. Um, Wow, you know, know it's really for I think the their short track modified cars is mm -hmm. what it is. I think it's where the wheel sticks out real far on one side, mm -hmm. and they only make left hand turns around the track. Mm -hmm. So he makes a steering box for that. That's that's kind of you know where profile making race car chassis and and those steering boxes have you know got their start. He used to build race cars. For, that's where profile came from until they moved to Florida. So. Uh -huh. Now, now, Tony, another note on that. If you look at the steering box and you see the 48 splines, you know where Jim got the spindle for the cranks from. That's right. Yeah. So you, you, yeah. A, piece of the, a piece of the golden crank is also from that steering column, right? That's correct. Actually, yeah, look, I got my own. It's right here. Let me reach it. Take out my pedals. Yeah. <laughs> so I got my own golden crank award. And this this part right here, is uh, it's called a bell housing and this is what's on the end of the steering gear and what the steering wheel will mount to the top of this this part right here so, oh, so wow. the 48 spline will come out of the top of this and that's where the steering wheel will mount on this bell housing so no they don't kidding. look like this black and silver like that so this is just done for the golden crank award but uh, <clears throat> it is this kind of the same shape so we kind of tied a little bit of everything into the into the golden crank award but just since we're so close to grands and we're, you know, we're going to give these things away. Um, one of the interesting factors that probably nobody knows is that these arms, these are original 1980 aluminum arms that we made back then. So whoever wins one of these, one of these golden crank awards really is getting a piece of history because you can't buy these things. You'll never find them on the marketplace anywhere. I don't care what museum you're going to, you'll never find these arms anywhere and um so back in back before the 48 spline came available these arms were square taper oh and then we turned them into the splined arms 
So did so, you ever sell those for production? We did. Yeah, that was right before the, that was right before the um, like this was the first idea for the cranks with the square taper, and then the then the forty eight spline came out shortly after that when they didn't hold up, you know. So the forty eight spline was, just took over, and uh, it's been that way ever since. But these are original crank arms from nineteen eighty something. Wow, so that is got, that's cool. There's a whole box sitting right there. I'm but yeah, I'm so, as old as dirt, and I didn't know that at all. I thought you guys. Yeah introduce cranks with 48 spline which i was a i was a redline guy and let me tell you why i was a redline guy is because i looked at that and i'm like how the heck am i gonna get that on and off without like using a hammer or whatever and so i got the red lines only because they had a pinch bolt right so right. that i could easily so that's the only reason yeah. and mind you i'm dumb as bricks so you know but yeah i, I that's that's I had no idea. What an amazing piece. Of, see, it's another reason why I have yeah. to go to the vault to learn. This There's stuff. a lot of history. I mean, the profile is full of history and a lot of, a lot of it people don't know. And, you know, we, we, we need to do, um, like I, I was telling, I did that, that, that all things BMX podcast and we went through some of the history real quick, but it just, I mean, I'd be, we just need to do a podcast on just the history. But I think, um, sorry, they're opening the door here. You're right. Like, it's like think, 50 plus 50 plus years. You know, you can't cover that in a half hour. Yeah, I think next year we're getting ready for our, what our 50, 58 maybe next year. Oh my God. 58 years. Maybe it's 55. I'd have to ask, but we're getting ready to do, we're getting ready, ready for that, you know, cause it's, it's really another milestone in, in the, in the business of profile and um, you know, Definitely need to do like a history because there's there's so much history surrounding profile that people don't know, especially the new people that are coming into BMX and mm -hmm. and um, you know that the story should be told. I think you know I think it's really cool and it might not be for the new guy, you know that's racing, but definitely uh, some of the uh, the people that have been around. Look at that guy. Termite. Uh, Termite. <laughs> yeah. You just <laughs> had a stalker. You know, for guys like us, you know, I mean, yeah. the uh, <laughs> little play play, he never stops. So, um, yeah, I just think, you know, the guys that, you know, like us have been around the business for a long time that don't know the history, you know, would totally get into it. You know, I mean, there's a lot of really cool stuff that happened with profile behind it, you know, or associated with it. And, um, you know, so it's always cool to tell some of the history. Yeah. All right, let's let's. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask my final question, and then I'm gonna shut up and let these guys do it. I just I just have one question. What is the, in your opinion, the most iconic rider from Florida? BMX race, BMX race. Percy Owens. Yeah. Yeah. Why definitely. is that? I think Percy is probably one of the most likable guys in BMX in his era. You know, I think. Um, you know, I mean, he did wonders for profile when he came aboard, you know, um, he's just a great, a great dude, you know, super humble, super nice all the time. He loves the kids. He loves teaching the kids. Um, you know, everybody respected him. Um, you know, he was a good racer, you know, he really was a, a really good racer, a great champion here in Florida. Um, even today he's still teaching in Sarasota, you know, kids, you know, so his name and his legacy is still living on. I mean, for me, that would be my, my pick, you know, I mean, there's, there's a ton of other guys that came out of Florida, you know, um, 
you know, that, that are great racers, you know, sure. uh, Big E, Termite, uh, Ronnie Walker, you know, like even Burt Morrison was pretty good. He went with GT, right? He went to GT. So um, back in his day, um, Kirk, you know, I mean, there was, there was a bunch of really good racers, but for me, it was Owens that stuck out. I like Percy. That, yeah. That's a good pick. I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and give you a thumbs up on that one. Right on. <laughs> he doesn't do that very often. He's usually a thumbs down guy. So. I know, but not with Percy. <laughs> I like Percy. I like Percy. He's <clears throat> yeah, yeah, Percy's, I'm jaded. He's Spider Man. He's the he's Spider Man, dude. Really? Yeah, do, yeah. Do you remember yeah, when he tried out the the Velcro on the pedals thing? That gnarly industrial strength Velcro when clips were coming in. I asked him about it one time and, and forgive me if I'm wrong and it's not him, but I swear it was him. And he tried this. Oh, bless you. And he, and he tried this industrial strength Velcro and dude, it was gnarlier than clips. Like I was like, they're not going to get your foot off this. Like at least clips, you can pop out this, like, you you know what I mean? You can like, you know, climb a skyscraper with this stuff, you know? And I Man, think I'll, it, I'll, I'm pretty sure it was him, but maybe, yeah, if not, he's allowed to punch me. Sorry, right Percy. I still love you. You're amazing. Iconic. <laughs> uh, Shannon, do you want to ask her final question? Well, man, Gus and I have had so many conversations over the years. Um, Poor Gus. Jim, Jim has one. Jim, Jim has one of the coolest nomads you guys will ever see. Chevy Nomad, hot rod, you know, race car stuff. Yeah. And, uh, I guess I would ask, have you ever got to drive it? <laughs> no. No. No, no. no. It's an amazing car if you no. ever get to see it. It is like amazing. Yeah, it's, like it's a Sima car for sure. You know, oh, yeah. or a Riddler, that, that, Riddler car. Yeah, it's, it's a Riddler so car. so nice, man. It is, oh, man. it is so nice. <laughs> it is pretty amazing. And um, uh, Dave Tootsie has it now, but when it's here, it's usually undercover. So, yeah. you know, you don't go near it. You know, it's just one of those things you just – you just don't go near and um, unless you're Nick Lucas. Actually, it was a guy named Mike that okay. decided to take the cover off the, the Nomad. And that didn't go over really well. Yeah, yeah I was that thinking that was Nick. Well. No, there was a dude named Mike. And yeah, that didn't go over real well. Oof. So, um, yeah. Yeah, the Is Nomad's it, pretty, pretty awesome. Don't take off. Oh, right. Sweet. I was gonna say I, 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 I'm not much the car buff or whatever like that, but is that one of those cars that's worth more than my life type of thing? Well, yeah. uh, I, mean, I don't know if, if you're gonna categorize it that way, but it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's got a big price tag behind it for sure. Jeez. It's a, yeah. it's, it's an amazing car. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I think I'll, I'll, some of the cool parts about that. Not only did Dave Tutsi build it out of New Jersey, the hot rod guy but uh, Jim did a lot of work on it himself. So the whole front grill is all uh, polished stainless, little fins, they're only about that big. And he made each one of those individually for that grill on that car. So it's, wow. it's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, there's, I think there's a link, there's not maybe a link, but you can look it up um, on YouTube where I think it's um, Jim Alley's, uh, I think it's a 56 Nomad. Yeah, and and you'd be able to find it, you know, crazy, like 1300 horsepower, burns the tires at 30 miles an hour. So yeah. it is pretty wild. Really nice car. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. You have a little grease monkey uh, beside you too, the, with the mini Harleys, right? 
Me? Uh, yeah, I collect motorcycles. So, yeah, so I have a few. They're not mini Harleys. They're called Mustang motorcycles. Mustang so they're, motorcycles. Yeah, they look like mini Harleys. Um, but, you know, they range from 52 to 58, you know, the years. And uh, I collect um, – so I collect those in uh, all-state motorcycles or scooters. Uh, oh, you know, wow. they're produced by Sears and then Cushman's. So I got a, Cushman, a couple of Cushman step-throughs and the Cushman Eagle, which is suicide shifter on it. So I don't know. I probably got I don't know ten bikes all, in, all included, and then my daily, and then my wife's. So yeah, we're big motor bo- motorbike heads. I'm a Harley right. guy. That's rad. You know. So kind of grew up that way. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. I'll ask my final question, and we'll we'll let you go back to work. I'm sure Jim's. Waiting for you to get back. I know. He's he's pissed. He's pissed. Yeah, I'm sure he is. is. Well, going into to grands, um, I mean, it's there's a a big chase for the men pro title right now. Um, You know, seven dudes that are that are up for it. You know, you mentioned that you go to the the pro show and and watch with the rest of the fans. Um, You have any predictions for us? Man, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, getting to know Joris Doday a little bit better as he's been, you know, back and forth to California, Florida. You know, I think I'm gonna go with Joris. I think he's, you know, I think he's got the. Um, uh, good night, guys. Um, I think he's he's got the confidence. He's got, you know, um, the experience behind him. You know, so I mean, who who else is really as close? So it's um, Josh McLean, Isaac Kennedy, Neek. Joris, Cam Wood, and then Sylvan Andre and Corbin Chirac. Those are the seven that are. Yeah. So, I mean, Corbin, Corbin's been tried and true, right? So, I mean, that guy, that guy can ride a bike too. I mean, it, it's really going to come down to the main. That's where it's going to be one. And, um, you know, Cam Wood, he's, you know, he, he's going fast. Isaac Kennedy's, I mean, all these guys are going fast. I mean, this is, this is the best of the best in BMX in the elite class, you know. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if you see Kimmon show up. He may not be running for the title, but you know, he'll show up, I think. And and um, you know, that's going to be a, it's going to be a, a good pro pro series to watch there, for sure. Yeah. Nice little payday for someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just so, get to watch from the stands. It'll, it'll all come down to who can ride dirt turns the best. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, you yeah, guys, that's where, the experience comes in. that's where the experience comes in. You know, who's got yeah. the most experience, you know? That's right. Yeah. Not, you know, out of that whole field, you're talking about Joris and and uh, Corbin right now. You yeah. Know, but see you, Shannon. You know, all the guys are leaving now. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to come down to experience, I think, too. You know, yeah. who's going to get the gate jitters? You know, so. Well, thank you very much, Gus, man. We appreciate you. Yeah, we had a good time. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks, Gus, as always. We'll see you soon in Tulsa. Yeah, man. Yeah, we'll be there Monday, bright and early. The, All right. The yeah, next we, one, the next one we do, I'd love to do that that vault thing. I'm I'm a I'm a stick. Either that or Justin said he actually t- side texted me said he'll fly me out there on his miles so I could just go visit yeah. the vault. You know. Yeah, that would be person. cool. But I don't, see. Here's the problem though. Jim doesn't let anyone in the vault. Oh. In the dungeon, he doesn't. Okay, you could just go in there and then bring out all the parts for me. 
I can just look yeah, at him outside gonna, of the ball. You're gonna have to wait until he does the video. That'll be soon. <laughs> Jim will be doing the you know from the dungeon video. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tony wants to film. He wants to hold the camera. Tony, Tony wants to film it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've only been allowed in there one time. Oh my god. Oh man. I think I think yep. you just I think you just gave us the story of a new movie. Thank you. Let yeah. me write, let me start documenting that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yep. Uh, heist of the profile. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna sell it. I, I gotta go. I gotta sell that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. We appreciate cool you, man. Guys. Yeah, we'll see you guys soon. And uh we're gonna have a good time on the way there to Grands. Yes, It'll sure. be fun. Well, we'll all we're see bringing, you there. Uh, we're bringing Shane Jenkins with us. You know him? Yeah. From uh, yeah. BMX Ultra, yeah. Australia. Yeah, he wants he wants to get the full effect of of going to Grands, the Grands trip. So he's gonna ride with me and Big John to the Grands. Oh, cool. make sure you, you break down at least twice just to give him the full. No, 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 no! Don't, 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 don't be saying that now. Come on, come on, because you know what's going to happen if I do. I'm, I'm finding you. Remember that, Justin jinxed you. Remember that. Yes, yes. I got to knock on wood. Look, look, you guys want to know why I don't go to go to Louisville anymore? Because I'm very weird. You know, I'm like superstitious. Last time I was in Louisville. The, the motor in the truck decided to blow a valve and blew the motor. Oh my gosh! So I don't go to Louisville anymore. Oh my I God. think you just opened the dungeon, Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on my way. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm taking the Concord. Be there in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, I All appreciate right. it, guys. Okay, thank you. Safe travels, guys. Safe travels. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, man. You guys do the same. See you there. See you, yeah. boys. Bye, bye. See ya.